welcome to Show Me Your Mic, the podcast that talks to other podcasters about their podcasts. You can find it online, goodstuff.fm slash SMYM or on Twitter, SMYM underscore FM. I'm your host, Chris Enns, and for this episode, I've got Alex Carpenter, who hosts I Brew My Own Coffee, a podcast to learn about how to brew your own coffee from the comforts of your own home or office. I decided to wait and release this on Wednesday morning because you need a cup of coffee in your hand while you listen to it. Be sure to check out the auxiliary episode after the show where Alex gives me advice on what coffee gear I should buy next. Show me your coffee. My thanks to Campaign Monitor for sponsoring this episode of Show Me Your Mic. More about them a little later on in the show. For now, enjoy my conversation with Alex. I think I'm breaking my rule. I well, maybe I'm not. Maybe I can't remember what my rule is. <laughs> you're, you're, you've got six episodes. I, I I think I said five to ten episodes. So I think that that was the rule as far as appearing on my, you know, prestigious, important podcast. <laughs> All right, just podcasts. made the cut. Yeah, then, huh? <laughs> just barely got it in there, but that's okay. Uh, how are, how are you doing this evening down there? I'm doing great. We're getting uh, a little bit of snowfall finally, so uh, kind of having to shovel the driveway a little bit more. We kind of didn't have any of that uh, normal snow that we're used to up until this point, so oh, wow. it's kind of been a, kind of been a weird year so far. But uh, we're we're definitely getting it now. So yeah, it's not you're, you're saying that's not normal for you to not have much snow up to this point. Uh, usually around you know around Christmas time we'll have a, a good amount of snow, but it kind of held off a little bit, and now we're finally kind of getting a little bit of coverage on the ground and stuff. So yeah. Uh, now I have to break out the snowblower, which actually yesterday, like we had a, a our, one of the first snowfalls where I had to actually use it and uh, it was like wet snow and it just clogged up my uh, snowblower. So I had to had to do half the driveway with the shovel though. So Oh, roughing it the old fashioned yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Probably not as uh, much snow as you guys are getting up in Canada though. So yeah, no, we're, we're, we've got a decent, we've been, we've had, it's the cold that gets me. It's the minus yeah. 30 celsius stuff that's i think my, i think minus 40 celsius is when minus 40 fahrenheit Ooh, meets or something right. so we've had a few days where it's felt like that with the wind do you guys do the felt like or feels like temperatures uh no not that i know of. You don't have like, <laughs> where they'll say like it's minus 20 or whatever but then feels like minus 30 with the wind chill you don't have that uh, no okay well then you're not that cold so you're <laughs> if you don't understand no. that feeling then uh yeah, I, I I go by. We have to. We have um, some chickens that are out in our garage, and their water freezes. So that's oh. when I know it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a whole uh, discussion. Not this isn't a chicken podcast at all. But uh, having uh, uh, chickens in the yard or something is some sort of civic debate going on in my city here, actually, Saskatoon. So. Oh yeah. I mean, we, we had to go through the city and stuff and our, our neighbors had to be cool with it, but, uh, <laughs> they are safely tucked away in our garage right now. So, yes. <laughs> so you don't have a chicken podcast either. That's not why you're on this show. You have a coffee podcast, which, uh, I think there's something about, I don't know about you, but like definitely maybe it's just cause the eight months of the year, it is cold up here. And so coffee and cold kind of go together for me, but does it help? Do you feel it have chillier weather at least fall weather to enjoy coffee as opposed to the summer or i i definitely think season. so i mean like i feel like everybody uh just appreciates the coffee a little bit more during the winter months but um i definitely i mean i drink coffee all year round so like yeah. in the summertime we'll go with like some cold brew coffees but uh yeah i think 
Uh, it's definitely nice to come in after shoveling driveway and make a cup of coffee for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're in the co- the podcast, sorry, I was gonna say the coffee <laughs> is called, I brew my own coffee. Yep. And like I said, you're six episodes in and, uh, talking with just different folks who are interested in like, obviously more than just, uh, you know, go to Starbucks. This is something where you're, you're brewing your own, obviously just by the title <laughs> and exactly. talking with folks who are, who are likewise interested in, coffee at a little bit nerdier level if that's the appropriate le- way to say it but uh what's what sort of prompted you to start a podcast like this where it's i was listening to it i've listened to a couple episodes and and it definitely i can um makes me well it's late at night here but i still kind of made, made me want to go make a cup of coffee and then uh but also it's, it feels like it's a visual and almost a in-person medium that you need to really appreciate what you're talking about and like going just audio only obviously in your case um, can be, you can sort of be working uh, uphill, I guess, or against yourself on, but what's, what, why start with a podcast, I guess? What was your, uh, well, kind of, uh, started out. I, uh, my wife worked in the coffee industry, especially coffee industry for the past four and a half years. Um, and she competed in competitions and was really into that whole thing was worked in the coffee shop, was the manager there. And, uh, recently she decided to drop that job and take up a whole, uh, completely different, um, uh, job market or whatever. And, uh, I kind of wanted to start something myself. I've been a long time reader of like Justin Jackson stuff and Paul Jarvis is writing and they'd really been big into creating a product. So I just felt inspired from listening to them, them guys talk. And so I just, it kind of was at the perfect timing, all this, uh, led up to each other. And, uh, we decided I wanted to keep my wife into coffee somehow. So it was like a perfect, uh, medium to start, uh, getting her to share her coffee experience outside of the coffee shop. So kind of, we decided to start up a website that is dedicated to helping, uh, uh, people who are outside the coffee industry who have no, who might have some experience with it or uh, none at all, just to uh, help them get a better brewing experience at home or in the office. Nice. So, um, yeah. So when we first started out, we wanted to, uh, we decided we wanted to write an ebook on it so that we could share all the b- different brewing techniques and how to brew each one and stuff like that. So, uh, we started with that and just like what uh, Justin and all them guys say, you know, trying to grow the audience for that. And I, I just really became uh, into podcasts uh, this past year uh, at work. And I th- it was just a great uh, medium for me to uh, help grow the audience. And uh, I think like for me personally, like the, um, the medium works really well because like I, I have these ideas in my head, but like to like write blog posts and stuff don't work the best for me. Like I, it's more, it's easier for me just to like explain them and, and talk about them and then have the go back and forth with the interviewees and get excited about it and hear the emotions and stuff. I feel it's just like a little bit more exciting than just putting words on, on a screen for people. So that's kind of the, where it started. And you've been, uh, aside from, I, I, I think I listened to a couple of the episodes and they seem to be interview based. Like you said, is that sort of the, the focus or, or are you kind of going to interject a little bit of your own like non-interview, I guess, or whatever discussions? Uh, it definitely, I, the interview is probably going to be most of the time. Um, 
the, a lot of the interviews that we have done already are people who are outside of the coffee industry that are they're not baristas. They most of the time they might have like one of our first ones. He'd been brewing for three or four months, so he was very new to the to to coffee and brewing it himself. But the thing that we really liked about it was the story that he created around coffee. And um, he started up a, a little meetup out in L.A. where the a group of guys um, meet up at like eight or, seven or eight o'clock in the morning at this spot by the river. And they just brew coffee outside together. And we just love that story that he that he created from created around coffee. And we felt that stories like that are a little bit more exciting than just hearing us talk about, okay, here's uh, your AeroPress, you know, you want this much coffee and you want this much uh, uh, water. So we definitely think we're just, we try and do something that inspires people to get out and start brewing coffee and just create an experience around it. So. Nice. And what's, what's been the response as far as, uh, like listeners, I guess, and, and transition from, um, well, I'm assuming you sort of sell or pitch the book a bit, the ebook or whatever through that as well. But the interest of listeners to the show, um, you, do you sort of build on the audience that these folks might bring to the show that like, that tends to be sometimes the interview model for podcasts is kind of like your audience plus their audience. And somehow together you get a, a nice audience listening and stuff. And exactly. Got, gotten some decent feedback and sort of that built the audience that way? Yeah, like I, I'm big into uh, biking myself. Um, so I knew that this, the guy who I first interviewed, I'd been following him on Instagram for a while. And I, I knew kind of his lifestyle and the people he hung out with and the biking community that he uh, was involved in. And it's it's really a, a big community. So I, I did kind of piggyback on <laughs> And that uh, that community as well, to because I know all those guys who bike are going to the coffee shops and uh, um, in in between rides, posting photos of their coffee they're get, getting. So that's definitely a big part of it for sure. Yeah, nice. And um, the uh, the guests, the, the way you're approaching guests and, and things like that, are they familiar? Again, like you've had five guests, I guess thus far, but are they? Is it are they familiar with the idea of being on a podcast, or or is it kind of like you have to explain a bit of that angle first before you can sort of to convince them, I guess, to be on a show? I've had a pretty good uh, experience with the people that I've contacted. I mean, they all, I'm everyone I've contacted so far is knows what a podcast is. Um, they just, I mean, they don't have any microphone or anything, so most of the time I'm working right. with someone who has uh, some earbuds in. And most of the guys who I've had right now have had a beard or something like that, and you can always <laughs> you can always hear it like uh, uh, scruffing up against their beard throughout the show. So I definitely have some technical uh, uh, hurdles to get over uh, with the interviewees. So yeah, it's too bad there's no like beard filter yet for <laughs> exactly. For <laughs> and I, I guess I didn't even notice it most most of the time. I don't notice it until after I'm listening back to the episode, and I'm like. Wow, that it was pretty much the whole show. I can hear that. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I before I got my whatever uh, mouth or mouth guard spit guard <laughs> thing for my mic too. I I would just because I would just subconsciously kind of like put my if I had a beard or scruff or whatever, I would, you know, rest it against the microphone just to f- 
you know, find where the mic was or whatever. And then, yeah, listening back afterwards, it's like, oh, that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah. And that's, that is the funny thing I know, like I, the reason I asked that about, you know, pr- approaching people is often I, I've had discussions with people about co- doing a podcast and they think, well, my industry, there isn't a great podcast about whatever it happens to be, um, fixing hard drives. I'm just looking at a hard drive in front of me, I'm trying to think of a better example, but whatever it is. But then you go and start approaching people within your industry and everyone's really reluctant because they don't, they don't spend their time talking on podcasts like some of us nerds do. And, and so it can be hard to convince folks to actually just talk about it. But, uh, but that's yeah, good that you're, you're finding, having good luck, I guess, anyways, with, with, uh, guests and, and hitting them up and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I, like I said, they're most of the time they're out of the coffee industry. They're just, I mean, everyday people that have different jobs, but they just have fun with coffee. So I think they're more, um, they get really excited. Like every time I ask them, they're like, oh yeah, for sure. I'll, when, when can we talk? Like, and I've definitely like had a good experience with that. So nice. And I mean, the site for one too, just to the site that you're using, uh, for your podcast is great, gorgeous looking site. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, if you're at all a coffee aficionado, someone who likes coffee, it's not hard to appreciate all the great photography and stuff that you're using to show off (laughs) (laughs) the the podcast and the content or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, great job and and designing and, and laying out, uh, because you're mixing one thing, I guess, is that you're. I'm trying to think of previous guests here, but a lot of the guests tend, I've had, anyways, tend to be we're a podcast, and this is what we're just doing a podcast. Whereas yours podcast is one component of what you're the whole thing that you're doing. Um, oh yeah, it's I like as a professional job, I work as a front end developer and designer. So oh, well, there you go. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so like it was just a whole uh, melding of my wife and I's talents together. And if it, if either one of us didn't have one of the skills to do the site, like we wouldn't, we'd never been able to get the project off the ground. So it definitely was something like she was, she had the coffee background. I knew how to build the website, design it and do all that stuff. And kind of the, the podcast stuff, I just, I kind of like nerding out over gear and doing this type of stuff. So I, it was kind of just like uh, a selfish thing to do, but it's, it's definitely been one of the biggest things for our, our website and growing it and getting, getting any type of recognition. So, yeah. And it's, it's funny. I was just discussing with a friend of mine who's starting a thing and debating like, well, it has to look great. Like the, sh- the podcast site has to look great. Otherwise people are going to get turned off. And then there's the debate of, well, you need good content so that, you know, that whole design and debate and function, uh, of the site and usability and all that kind of stuff that plays a factor in um, the success or failure of, <laughs> of a podcast, I guess. Um, and uh, sorry, I'm just getting mesmerized by the your homepage with the falling snow and <laughs> poor coffee <laughs> coffee uh, effects going by. But um, one thing you do use, we'll get into your gear and stuff in a minute, but one other aspect of promotion, it seems anyways, uh, is using Instagram to sort of promote the site i guess as well as the podcast and obviously it's kind of both kind of meld together in a weird way but um has the has using instagram been primarily a benefit for the site or do you think it helps the podcast as well because i don't know of a lot of podcasters using instagram that well and it's hard because you can't post a link in instagram and have it clickable or tappable or whatever mm-hmm. on the app so has it helped or how, how do you think that's played out uh when we we first started i mean it was kind of uh, there, when Instagram started, I mean, everybody was posting photos of uh, coffee, and then I just know like a bunch of people got upset with that and don't like seeing coffee photos all the time. So we kind of decided to make a dedicated account 
just so people know, like if you're following this Instagram account, you're going to get photos of coffee. <laughs> so it started off me and my wife just posting photos of just us brewing coffee at home. But then recently I talked to the, the Aaron who does the LA coffee meetup and I just mentioned to him, I was like, Hey, do you want to take over our Instagram account for a week and post photos of you just brewing at home? And then, uh, show some photos of the, uh, the meetup that you guys do. And that was huge for us. Like it, it worked great for getting more followers on Instagram and more followers to the, um, to our site. And his, his, uh, his episode is definitely one of the most one, most listened to episodes so far. And, uh, I think it's mostly due because there's another, uh, site that is dedicated to, um, uh, like fixed gear biking it was started out as it's like this site that's been around forever that i've always followed called Traxosaurus rex <laughs> but it, it's by this guy who runs a cop or runs a bike shop out of la and uh i w- it was kind of a dream of mine to get onto his site and i i'm not good at making bikes or riding bikes that would get me onto the site but my uh, coffee brewing episode with uh, Aaron actually was posted on that site, so it's kind of a weird, nice. <laughs> uh, a weird like way to get into the site. But it definitely uh, getting onto that site, they're the number one referral to our website now. So it's kind of using oh, the different ways to get into the different markets. You know, like I'm, I don't know if most people would think to and uh, to market their coffee brewing site to a, a cycling community but they're one of the most one one of the most active ones to be brewing coffee themselves so that was definitely uh, in, uh going back to it, i guess yeah instagram has been super helpful for us yeah that's crazy you know interesting crossover of communities obviously and then also just i'm sure within i'm sure there's like plenty of uh, marketing uh whatever sort of douchey internet marketing guides that say have guest users on Instagram. Maybe, I don't know if that's a thing that people do, but um, I hadn't heard of of that idea. And that's a great way of opening up your audience just by, like it's similar to, I guess, what we do, what I'm doing, having you on my show and you're being on my show, et cetera. And similar ideas to that kind of idea where our audiences hopefully meet each other and, and have a cool hangout and then go listen to each other's podcasts or whatever yeah exactly and then like the like we have our recent episode where we talked to a guy um he runs a a site that he does by himself um where he just reviews coffees and he's taken over our instagram account this week because he was just on the podcast and I mean, he tripled the amount of people that are following us now, and he just posts some really great photos. So, I mean, it's like giving our our community better photos. Like we, my wife and I, can only take so many photos of the same coffee brewing experience <laughs> right. we have every morning. So it's 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 refreshing for our feed to have some uh, some other photos get in there, and they talk about the coffees they're brewing and then the the gear they're using. They're using so it's definitely helped a lot, and I think I. It's, yeah, it's one of our best moves that we've done so far, I would say. Nice. And then it looks like you post, I don't know if this is just recent or, or how you've always done it, but like the w- one way of getting around the link thing is you post in your bio on Instagram the latest episode, it looks like. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's just the latest blog post. But either way, that that way at least you get a link somewhere to something so that people can tap it, it and go. Exactly, yeah. I mean, the the guy who's taken over our Instagram feed this week is like, we try and promote them as much as they're promoting us, you know, like he, uh, he does a lot of photos himself, but 
Um, yeah, the only way to get a link on Instagram, unfortunately, is in the the profile. So we'll usually say have link in profile and check it out through that way. But uh, it works. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. And uh, I mean, it, it goes well with your, your sort of brand, your topic, I guess, uh, a niche, whatever, of coffee to have. It's, I don't know how many... Um, times i guess i could do something similar with the <laughs> a show me your mic uh instagram account of people taking photos of their gear but again that's uh that runs out fairly quick which actually reminds me i do need to get from you i keep forgetting to ask guests and i'll do it on the show this time so that you're more accountable <laughs> to, <laughs> to this is to get a photo of your gear and, and a couple of shots of how you record um your show and and we'll post that in the on the show notes um, on goodstuff.fm slash SMYM. And this is episode 64. Um, so, sorry, 66. 64 was two episodes ago, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so let's get into, I guess, some of your uh, gear and stuff that you're using. And uh, But before I do that, I just want to thank our sponsor for this episode, which is Campaign Monitor. They make it super fun and easy and beautiful to send out email campaigns to your clients. You can try your hand with their template builder and have a responsive email template ready in about 60 seconds with Campaign Monitor's uh, features like geolocation segments. You can target certain areas. Their uh, their interactive map for sending out, when you send out a campaign and seeing it, the, it's called Worldview, where you can send and see what uh, folks around the world, when and how they're opening and what they're sharing and clicking your uh, newsletter campaigns. And then you can also monitor it on your iOS app, which looks great in iOS 8. My iPhone 6 looks awesome and uh, get little notifications anytime somebody unsubscribes or, or subscribes, which hopefully happens more often than the, uh, the former. And uh, you can visit campaignmonitor.com to get started today, sending beautiful emails to your clients and friends and family, maybe. Thanks to Campaign Monitor for supporting good stuff and showing your mic. All right, so... Um, yeah, let's start. Uh, I want to ask, let's go with the website first. Actually, I'm just curious, just from a development standpoint, what kind of stuff you're using for, um, designing the site and then hosting and and things like that for the media files and stuff. Um, what did you, uh, what are you using a CMS right now to run the site? Yeah. Um, all the, pretty much all the work we do at the company I work for is an expression engine. Oh, nice. So, uh, I don't actually use that one. I use Craft CMS for the site that we have. Um, it's just pretty much a custom built site on that uh, on that CMS. Um, works good. It's free for me to use. Um, I kind of have, a, have to do a couple workarounds to get a couple uh, different channels to use, but uh, uh, it's what I what I knew from work, and uh, it was the easiest. Uh, easiest way to get something on the web. So it was the our, my first choice. But uh, actually, recently, I was just working with Jekyll again, which is just like a flat flat file CMS. And uh, I was kind of thinking about changing it back to the going back to that. But uh, <laughs> like it, I'm coming from a, a designer standpoint, uh, it's just it's the site has gone through three big iterations already <laughs> since we've <laughs> launched. Um, I definitely like just get tired of stuff really quick. So I'm constantly in a state of, okay, what else can I do to the site? What can I see a new site on there on, on the web? And I'm just like, Oh, that's really cool. I think that'd work really good for what we're doing. Um, 
but this last iteration is, has been up for a while and I hope to not change it for a while. So, um, it, yeah, I mean, it's custom designed and built by me, did all the HTML and CSS for, for it. Um, just is, try, try is, I was gonna say is craft, um, like as far as using that as a CMS for a podcast, is it relatively easy if it's, or do you, is it kind of like helpful that you had some experience with it? if somebody was looking for something else besides a WordPress is sort of the go-to and maybe Squarespace or whatever, but sort of that, little, that next level, a bit of nerdiness, I guess, is it worth going down that road or is it a bit of a headache getting sort of fitting the podcast side of things into that CMS? If, if I was just uh, rolling a site for just a podcast, I probably wouldn't use craft CMS. Um, I mean, it would work great. It, it's pretty bare bones, but uh, it's pretty powerful. And, um, I just like that it didn't come with it doesn't come with any themes or anything like that so you can you have full control of how everything looks and I don't have to like pick through other uh design templates or anything to figure out how everything's going together so that was kind of uh, we we'd used it at work a couple of times so I was familiar with it from that standpoint but come, like if I was rolling my own and was doing just a, a a site dedicated to just the podcast I'd probably use Jekyll um, or something similar to that. It, for me, like I'm working with HTML files every day and Markdown files, so it, I'm comfortable in that. Um, mm. I know like Squarespace and that that type of websites, they kind of have some of the built-in uh, features that are make it probably a little bit easier if you're unfamiliar with like uh, working with any type of CMS. So uh, I definitely. I'd, I don't have experience with that, but uh, I'd, I assume it'd be easier than uh, what we tried to create with our site. I mean, it's just a bunch of custom uh, fields put together and then spit out in a in a way. It's it's not the best way I would have liked to handle it. It's it's a little tedious, but uh, uh, I don't I don't want to go backtrack on it now. So <laughs> you almost need your wife to like lock up the FTP account or whatever, so you can't. It, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> she oh she she puts up with it, but like every time I, she sees me redesigning it, she just she's good at holding her her tongue back about it. <laughs> even though I, she just shakes her head at me every time. But I mean, it's just it's fun to do. I mean, the it is a passion project for both of us. So I just like messing around and being able to design my own site and uh, sharing it with other people. So that's a big part of it too. Yeah, I know for sure. And uh, well, much like I guess. You could, probably some nice analogy to to bring your own coffee and trying different things with your coffee and similar with your i know i know the appeal of especially if you're i find anyways if you're sort of like stuck or uninspired maybe with the podcast side of things it's fun to just mess around with html css and at least feel like you're accomplishing something or, or just getting your brain unstuck somewhere else by focusing on another project problem uh, or made up problem as it, <laughs> the case may be <laughs> exactly yeah um, and then do you what do you use for hosting media files and things like that or the mp3s i guess in this case uh well i was i was when i first started i did i wanted to get the get the stuff out there as soon as possible so i was looking at like the lisbon service and then uh soundcloud a uh, couple of the first episodes i just released on soundcloud and was including those uh like iframes on the website but then uh i kind of want i needed to get featured in itunes somehow so uh i need to get the rss feed going for it so the one that i found that i've heard about was simplecast and uh i've been using that one since it's it works it's not the i don't know if it's the best one to use and i don't think i get the best uh um 
analytics from it, but uh, it's the one I went with, and it was it's really easy and uh, it's simple interface and stuff. So that's what uh, the decision kind of came down to. Nice, oh, like Simplecast.fm, right? Is the yeah, yeah, yep, yep. yep. Josh Long, I think, or Josh somebody. Yep, Josh yeah. Long. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, that's actually a, I've I've often come across them, and I you may be one of the I know other I know of people who are using them, but I don't know if I've had anybody on show me mic anyways who's who are using it. So it's um, that's interesting, and so it's basically just a simple twelve dollars a month. Uh, it doesn't look like they uh, yeah just they don't have multiple plans or anything like that. So it's just. Yep, $12 a month per show that you want to do. I know Justin just started his new show, Jacked Up, I want to say, and he he's using that because they, if you want, you can have like a, just they host a website for you as well with that. So you can just upload your episodes and they have kind of a pre-built template and your RSS feed is all set up for you and you're good to go. So I know with him, he wanted to get a show out there and didn't want to have to create a new website. So he just went with that. But uh, I, I just don't know. Like I know from what I've seen before that uh, the stuff that Josh has done doesn't stick around too long. So I'm scared like that <laughs> for some reason, like it might not be here tomorrow. And then I would be uh, stuck with figuring out how to create another RSS feed or changing all my shows over to somewhere else. So right. <laughs> that just, that just makes me a little nervous, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. The, well, there's, yeah. Nerds always like to start new things. That's just kind of like, well, just like you're saying with the redesign, it's, it's sometimes more fun just to re- rebuild, start a new idea, um, oh. and continue <laughs> start oh, a new yeah, podcast, sure. whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. And then, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that, uh, doesn't, that covers the main stuff anyways, as far as, uh, hosting and, and design and CMS or whatever and kind of stuff. So, so then going to the audio and that you're using, uh, the gear that you're using, um, what's, uh, what kind of mics and stuff are you using to record your interviews and things like that? So for the, the first episode, it was just kind of an introductory episode. Um, my wife and I just sat over my desk and we put my Apple earbuds on the table and we <laughs> recorded our first episode that way. And, uh, uh, Definitely didn't sound as nearly as good as they are getting to be. But uh, uh, since that one, we I went out and I got a Audio Technica AT twenty twenty USB mic. Um, I didn't want to have to deal with the uh, XLR mics and stuff like that. I didn't. I want to keep it as simple as possible. Uh, the less uh, things for me to mess up is gonna <laughs> the better. So. <laughs> It was the first one that I saw that came out with a USB mic, and uh, actually, after listening to your one of your latest episodes with uh, Ray, I want to say he was t- talking a lot about the the fifty dollar mic that he was using, and it was like, oh man, I could have cut my <laughs> cut it in half and had a a, dec- a better mic. It sounds like this like this one uh, it's it works good. Uh, it just picks up a lot of noise around you really well, so. I kind of have to turn everything off in the house and go for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know that's the, uh, I was just trying to load it up here. I always forget the number on that one. SMYM slash 65, the ATR 2100, I think. Is yeah. The, the mic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and hearing like, if you go back, if you, for whatever reason, if this is your first episode of show me Mike you're listening to, uh, if you go back to listen to episode 65, which we'll put in the show notes for this show, but um, Ray actually, did a nice little sneaky uh speaking of things popping up but i don't know if you can hear the vacuum that just <laughs> turned on in our house. uh 
odd for 9.30 night. Um, anyways, uh, he switched mics mid-recording, and uh, and whether you can tell or not, I guess, can help sort of determine, because he switched from a Heil PR40, which is what I'm talking on, which is like a 300 and change dollar mic, down to that $50 mic. And I think, listening to it, I listened to it a few times, and I'd be hard-pressed to tell the difference. Um, but your mileage may vary, and your voice may vary. Each person's voice is different, so... But I don't know, that's uh, the AT2020. Um, actually, my brother-in-law just picked up that mic as well, and definitely a great, great mic. There's no no issues with that. But yeah, I know the feeling of, I feel like, too, like the the mixer and the mic and stuff that I bought. Man, I could just spend 50 bucks and have nothing else on my desk. That might, <laughs> might be kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I've definitely, like, since I've got this mic, I was, like, looking at the um, that mic that you guys, that you're using, and I know... Um, Dan Benjamin always talks about that mic too, but I just, I can't afford to put that kind of money out for it. And then the, like, I know there's a bunch of like XLR, like cords causing like issues or something like that. And I've read, I just was like, oh, I better keep it simple. Otherwise, if (laughs) there's any barrier where I'm going to be getting annoyed by something, I won't be able to create the podcast episodes because I'll just be worrying about that. So (laughs) yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, just the definitely the more more stuff you add into the equation, like just yeah, a mixer that for sure, for whatever reason, Mac. If you're out there and you you have a Mackie mixer, you can probably sympathize that just randomly at some point it just adds static to your recording, and and we it's really hard to figure out why or when, and you don't really know until after you've done recording. Um, and seems to be a logic slash Mackie ex- issue. So, um. If you're out there and you've had that experience, I feel your pain. <laughs> and hopefully this doesn't happen. I have backup recordings. You're recording your end, so obviously, hopefully it all works out. But uh, but yeah, the the more stuff. That's where I often advise folks just to before they commit too much to this, either hobby or craft or or potential career, is start with something like that fifty just a one USB mic and see see if you actually enjoy doing it before you get all sorts of other complications that get in the way sometimes of actually just recording a podcast. So, um, yeah, I know like Ray was saying like that one's is an X or is a USB mic, but can be used as an XLR in the future. Is yeah. that, well, so, both yeah. and at the same time, actually, that's how he does oh. it. He uses them both outputs at the same time, uh, which is crazy too. That's like just in terms of functionality. Um, obviously there's, there's something about this Heil mic that's really good and really attractive and it does a great job of capturing different vocal frequencies, all that kind of stuff. But, but functionality, you know, it's kind of like that, that mic is a, a good pickup truck that you can use for a bunch of stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is, I don't know if it's the Porsche or whatever, but it's <laughs> something else that you can't <laughs> drive in winter or something like that. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so no, yeah, definitely like, uh, definitely try out that 2100 as a, first step and i would guess even you know you you can order online i'm sure but even a music shop um i don't know what you guys have down in the states but different music shops can order them into and then you can at least try them out and maybe return it if it's not your thing but yeah exactly yeah so and then what do you uh are you using GarageBand or what do you what do you use for editing uh for editing it's uh audacity is i mean any type of search i did on uh recording stuff it was Definitely Audacity was all over the board. So seeing that it was free and uh, there's just tons of YouTube videos about how to do different stuff with it. So yeah. um, um, I use Skype to record the calls and then the call recorder by Skype or whatever, whatever that one's called. Uh, and I just record through that. And uh, 
I record my end too through uh, Audacity just to have a backup of that. And usually everybody who I've interviewed doesn't have any type of uh, recording on their side. So I, I have to um, just use what we get from the, the call recorder. But Cool. And that's, um, yeah, that's a fairly standard way. And uh, it'll be interesting to see, I guess, as you do the show more often and maybe talk to different coffee nerds who have been on podcasts before or if they have sort of cross pollinating with with other uh, podcasters talking coffee and stuff as the weather this the gear is starts to improve it's something we've seen in the tech industry i know where like people who wouldn't otherwise have a decent mic or headsets or whatever all of a sudden start having them because they they themselves are on podcasts more often and even if they don't host their own show but um yeah. Yeah. I, de- I definitely need to like get a, a boom arm or something. Like right now I have the uh the blue bottle um mocha pot box uh <laughs> that my mic is sitting on. So it's very like for anybody out there trying to get into podcasting, it is you can do it very cheaply and get something out there. So don't feel like you have to to th- throw a lot of money at it. So yeah, exactly. And that's that's what's great, I think, especially now. Um, and it, it isn't that, that it has been all that difficult before, but yeah, I guess in your case, the most expensive thing is probably your monthly hosting, I guess, for the, <coughs> for, excuse me, for the media. Exactly, um, yeah. Which, yeah, whether you, especially when you're first starting out, if you have a cheap, like, shared hosting plan, they don't usually like it if your podcast is really popular and you're using a shared hosting plan to, you know, share your MP3 off of. But you can certainly get by with that to start anyways and... and work your way up to something like simple simple caster or libsyn or whoever decided to go with so um one of the things i like to end with i guess with all the shows is uh is podcasts that you yourself listen to and um and shows that you're you're interested in and and then also what apps you're listening to podcasts on so i don't know if you have your I guess first, assuming you listen to podcasts. <laughs> oh yeah, time. for sure. I've been, I've, I think I've been listening to the, some form of this medium for a long time now. Like I was just thinking about it before I came on the show and I was thinking of back when like I watched uh, Kevin Rose on tech TV or something like that. Yeah. And I originally <laughs> like got into listening to podcasts with um, Leo Laporte, Leo Laporte's uh, podcast, whatever he does. And I don't, I don't, I haven't listened to him in a long time, but I used to nerd out over like tech TV stuff. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> but that, that's probably, that goes back quite a ways, I guess. But, um, recently now I, I kind of, instead of listening to music, I definitely listen to podcasts at work. So I'm sitting there all day and most of the time, uh, I think one of the big ones that I've been listening to the most that for the longest time is Justin Jackson's product people. Uh, that's kind of one of the big reasons I did start the podcast is because of his podcast and uh, suggesting to start your own product. So that's definitely one of the biggest ones I've listened to. I listen to all the episodes. I, I think he does a, a really good job of uh, interviewing people um, and he's he's got a personality. So it's fun to listen to. Um <laughs> I, th- I like all the episodes I listen or podcasts I listen to. I it's kind of for um, enjoyment, just to, just to have something to listen to, and then also I, I like to I like to be learn from them. Most of them that I listen to, and uh, I think I learned a lot from his um, from your show too. I, I've been listening to your show uh, for a while too now, uh, nice. just because I like 
hearing what other people use and the gear they use. I've kind of always been into that kind of that stuff. So I, I've always every week yours comes out. I definitely listen to yours. Um, Ninety nine percent invisible. I like, but that one's kind of hit or miss for me. Uh, I just like the way that it's produced mostly. Uh, it's one of those ones that I just put on and I'll just kind of zone out and not think about it too much because some of the times they're just so out there on what he's talking about. <laughs> so <laughs> I agree though. I like with that show is definitely one of those ones where, and I, I think it's popular enough that most people podcast connected folks have heard it, of it in some form, but may not actually listen to it necessarily just because you can't possibly listen to everything, but, but definitely in terms of production value and style, it's, it's kind of that NPR style ish, but I don't know, less takes itself a little less seriously maybe or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that one. It's, I, I like listening to that one just because I learn a little bit about how to podcast. Uh, like I try and listen to a bunch of a variety of different podcasts to try and I'm still trying to learn how to do this. So <laughs> uh, it's kind of homework for me to listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, recently I just started listening to randomly The Pen Addict. Um, nice. <laughs> uh for, I don't know why. I mean, it's <laughs> it's mostly because I'm like sometimes I think when I'm uh, doing my own podcast, like how long can I actually talk about coffee? And these guys have done like over a hundred episodes on pens, so yeah. it's kind of like, <laughs> all right, you you better be able to find something within the coffee industry to talk about for at least a hundred episodes. So. <laughs> um, uh, recently, I like re- Reply All from Gimlet Media. That one's pretty fun. I think they're doing some fun stuff, finding some interesting stories about the web that uh, they do a pretty good job as well. Yeah, um, it, I haven't actually, I, I've listened to episode one, I think, of it, but I haven't gone back to it yet. But it's it's kept up, I guess, the sort of tone or quality uh, that it's set out with. Yeah, I there's one episode or I was I wasn't too interested in it. I mean, that's kind of one of those ones where it, it, it's also hit or miss for me. But they actually talked to the girl who did Jenny Cam. That was kind of random that I thought that oh, was interesting. Right. Yeah, that was pretty random. But uh, uh, another show from Gimlet Media, the startup, I think a lot of people who are in the tech industry like listen to that one. I think it's an interesting story. Um I just find it entertaining to listen to. I don't really learn anything from it because <laughs> I'm never going to get uh, an investment that large or get to the status of <laughs> Alex Lundberg or whatever. So it's mostly just for entertainment. But uh, I find you that show pretty. Know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I find that show pretty inter- pretty, pretty yeah, entertaining for sure. And then uh, I've always listened to the Gently Mad and the East Wing. I'm glad to see that Tim Smith brought that one back. So. Yeah. Uh, I got a whole list of them here. I was actually writing a blog post on all the podcasts I listen to. So <laughs> oh, nice. uh, maybe I'll put that up here soon. But <laughs> one one that we recently started listening to, my wife just started getting into podcasts. And we were, there's this one called Chicken Thistle Farm Coopcast. <laughs> so before bed, I always have to listen to these <laughs> couple talk about their uh, home farming. So that's been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so w- wait, what is it called again? Chicken Thistle Farm Coopcast. They have a pretty uh, interesting show, and just uh, we always laugh at their little intro they do. <laughs> it's, it, I guess you'd have to listen to it, but nice. Yeah, there's a there's definitely a podcast about anything these days. Yeah. I'm sure. Which is yeah, 
It's good. It, well, it's, and it's great for the show because it keeps me <laughs> with guests. There, there you go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, oh, that's awesome. Cool. Any others? There's your, There's no uh, official limit, but I'll cut uh, you off. That, uh, for a coffee, if you're looking for another coffee podcast, I would say the Sweet Maria's Coffee. Um, they're kind of been around for a long time, but uh, that's kind of more... Uh, you're learning about coffee and you're going into some like the real story behind coffee where you're, we're kind of talking about stories based around coffee to help inspire you to, um, to go out and brew your own coffee. But this one is definitely giving you this, uh, the, the facts about coffee and he goes and takes you to the farm and he, uh, records, um, his experience over there. So that one's kind of fun to listen to. If you want to find another coffee podcast, um, I occasionally listen to the rocket ship podcast. Uh, it's kind of hard to listen to me for me sometimes because the audio, it goes so weird every now and then with that one. But, uh, they always, they like produce two shows per week. So it's almost too much for me too. But, uh, they have, shorter episodes which which are pretty nice so you can listen to them in about 20 minutes and hopefully get something i definitely learned something from the show each time though so that's the entrepreneur start like startup one yeah yep yep they usually talk to someone who's started a business or an app or something like that and uh just give them quick interview type show yeah nice but yeah that's pretty a pretty good list of the ones I've been listening to lately. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. if you get the your blog post up, you can ping the Show Me Your Mic account. I'll retweet it or whatever. And then uh, that's always, I think that's one of the common feedbacks, feedback items, I guess, I get from folks is just, which I hadn't, it was kind of an, a, an add-on and wasn't really a thing I thought I should do for the show, but just that idea of we're all podcasters and maybe we might find something interesting to listen to because we like this medium. And so, yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a ton of hobbies, so like I can almost find a show for everything that I like, and so <laughs> yeah. it'll it'll keep me busy. I mean, spending uh, about eight hours a day at a computer, you can you got plenty of time to listen to uh, podcasts. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> definitely. So cool. And what uh, what do you what app do you listen to these days with uh, for podcasts? I if I'm online, I'll usually go to the website. I like visiting websites and seeing the design, and that's that type of stuff. So I'll, uh, if the show has a website, I'll go to it. But anytime at home, I usually use, uh, uh, this app called Castro. Oh yeah. Nice. Um, I think I just, I downloaded that one a while ago and I, when I recently got back into podcasts, I, uh, redownloaded it and, uh, their latest design and, uh, the feel and the way the app works. I'm, I'm really impressed with. So I really like listening to that one. And plus I'm, <laughs> I'm working on an iPhone four still, so I can't really use, like I was <laughs> using overcast, but then he kind of limited the support backwards. So yeah. I can't use that one anymore, but, uh, well, nice. I, I just recently finally got off the four, but I was a holdout like you to that, uh, not necessarily by choice, but <laughs> for, yeah, for reasons. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I feel yeah. your pain then. <laughs> Someday I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's the thing. I mean, that's my wife is now using the four right now while we figure out what to do as far as phones. But um, it's uh, it's yeah, it's funny how a thing I held for four years, I think, in my hand, four plus years probably. Now when I use it, it just feels so foreign and small and 
tiny I can't imagine using it again, but, but that's <laughs> just the way it is. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've had this phone for five years. I've never broke it or dropped it or anything. So it's I'm I'm it's mostly just to see how long I can actually <laughs> use this phone is kind of the reason I haven't upgraded. So nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, that's great. That's a good list of, of shows to check out if you're not familiar with any of those. Uh, definitely, obviously, the East Wing is you know something to check out just because it's here in goodstuff.fm, but, uh, <laughs> but For sure. um, all the other shows, too, are, are great shows. I'm familiar with most, some of them, most of them, yeah. Um, all right, and so uh, besides, I guess, your site, ibrewmyowncoffee.com, where else can folks find you or follow you on the Internet? What? On on Twitter, I'm probably most active, and uh, that'd be hybrid underscore Alex. Uh, and then I just kind of redid my own personal site at alexcarpenter.me, which hopefully I'll be uh, doing a little bit more writing about stuff I've been interested in, sharing a little bit more on coffee personally there as well. So that'd be a good place to check out too. Nice. Cool. Well, thank you for uh, for hitting me up to come on the show if uh if, um, like I've said before, if you're interested in coming on, show me your mic as a podcast or you're listening to this and maybe you have, you're, you're broken the threshold of five, we'll say like, like Alex <laughs> has, um, and you want to come on the show, definitely don't feel any like, uh, uh, whatever, like there's some other fancy requirements or whatever to come on the show. And, uh, you can, uh, visit, uh, goodstuff.fm slash SMYM and the, uh, link in one of the episodes, just pick a random recent episode and, uh, the link to to the um, show booking thing. Maybe it's just because it's late at night now. I don't usually record late at night anymore. <laughs> <laughs> My brain's a little more fried, but uh, goodstuff.appointlet.com is where it'll take you. And uh, you can book into a time. It looks like right now as of this recording, January 20th is the next free date uh, and beyond. So lots of openings in February if you're looking for uh, opportunity to talk about your podcast and just some stuff promote it and just ideas about podcasts if you might want to come on the show I'd love to have you on um, I'd also love to have a few folks review rates this show on iTunes if you're so inclined that would be very much appreciated it helps get the word out about the show um, and uh, I am on I I'm on I Chris I'm I Chris on Twitter and uh, good stuff underscore FM is the good stuff account on Twitter and show me your mic has a Twitter account SMYM underscore FM if you've got thoughts, feedback, questions about podcasting stuff, hit me up on one of those places, or you can email me, chris at goodstuff.fm. My thanks once again to Campaign Monitor for supporting Good Stuff and show me your mic. And if you'd like to support me directly and my podcasting efforts, you can do so on Patreon, patreon.com slash iChris. So for now, thanks for listening and have a great day.